How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. As always, my name is Jamie Filer. I'm the co-host of the TRM Show, and I am excited to be here with you today with one of my favorite people of all time, Jeffrey Black. How are you doing, Jeffrey? I am doing phenomenally well, actually, today. What about you? Also, equally as good. You are just coming back from a trip from Chicago. I am just leaving on a trip to Vegas. How is yours? Uh, it was awesome. Um, uh, I really enjoyed Chicago. I was laughing at all the people who were sending me messages on my Instagram when I was out walking Saturday morning at 5 a.m. Oh, be careful. Chicago's rough. I'm like, where did you all think I stayed? One soul the entire time I was out for the 45-minute walk I did. Not one person. So... But you know what? Every area of every major city in the United States, even Canada, has parts where you don't want to, right? Like Exactly. But people are funny. So I just laughed and kind of just was like, but the people of Chicago were awesome. Trina won the overall in figure. She'd been away from the Congratulations, stage Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Um, and the cool part about uh, that journey is when we linked up at the end of June, she'd been away from the stage for six years. She'd been kind of wanting to do it, but she had ulcerative colitis, yep. which is a huge thing. Yep. We managed to get it into remission and do an entire prep. We had one shot to do it because we didn't know how her body would respond to go through prep. She made account for what it was worth. So now we're uh, getting ready to go to uh, pro qualifiers next year and see how we do at that level. Well, congratulations to athlete and coach. But what about you? You turned pro this past weekend. Congratulations to you. Pro? I'm very excited. It was a long time coming. I also had five years off from the stage. Obviously, you know, I focused more on CrossFit performance, mm -hmm. athleticism, but I mean, I was at a point where I was holding a pretty low body fat. So I messaged my coach and said, do you think I should just, and he said, I do. And so we did. Good for you. I'm proud. proud of you for doing that. Thank you. Well, I figure you would be most proud of the fact that no health was compromised in the making of this body. Oh, yeah, That's super good to have yep. to pull away from. Yep. I know you were telling me your response to cortisol, like you don't really suffer from that at all. There's no, there's no response to cortisol, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so speaking of cortisol, today's topic of conversation is selling with integrity, and often selling is something that spikes people's cortisol because they don't want to sound salesy, they don't want to be snaky or manipulative or. I don't even know. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear selling with integrity? The only way to do business? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, I mean, kind of like, I, I mean, I know it's a topic, but I just look at it like it's a pretty open and closed topic to me. You should want to sell with integrity. When you, what you're doing as a nutrition coach or yeah. a lifestyle coach or insert whatever you want before the word coach, you're basically putting your character on display. And I know all of us, you know, like Tim Grover, me and you read a lot, right? Yeah. So like we love Relentless by Tim Grover. And in there he talked about, you know, the dark side that refuses to talk, be taught to be good, right? That doesn't imply the selling. 
because selling should be integrity because you're selling a product which represents you, your character. And I just feel like it's the only way to do business. So I think I absolutely love that. And that is a great starting point. Let's begin with the definition of what integrity means to you. So if someone is integrous with their selling, with their core values, with how they do business, what does that mean? Oh, well, I mean, it means they're complete in and one, if you ask me, right? I mean, you're looking for someone, if you're, most people look for a health and fitness coach, they're looking for someone to kind of make them whole again. Like there's a missing piece. And if you're not full of integrity, you don't align in principles and values and everything in between, you know, if your North and South is all mixed up, how are you ever going to give people the help that they seek? So they're coming to you. And the hardest thing for people to do is to admit that they need help. I mean, I would rather walk around a grocery store aimlessly than ever ask anyone where something is. So, I mean, uh, I suffer from this well. But I think what you're getting at is when you go, I think of when I, when I work with coaches like you do, you're asking them, what is your why? And I think your why actually has to be full of integrity. And that's where it kind of kicks back to what you're saying. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Really good answer. hundred percent. So do you think, or do you believe in the idea of the perfect sales script? No, because sales should be you listening to what is going on on the other end of the phone and then solving their problem. You can either solve their problem or you can't and everyone's problem is unique. So I don't know how, I mean, you could go off your fundamental. This is kind of like what I stand for. This is what I believe in. But most people who are looking for coaches, sounds like you're a, it's rap trainer who's like, oh, I lost five inches overnight. Join my Facebook group and I'll get you to be a multi-level marketer too. Sounds yeah. you be that kind of coach. Yep. People are already looking at you and they're yep. already following you and they're already kind of aware of what you stand for, who you are, where you are, all these things. So I, I, I digress. I think that a sales pitch should be you listening and then pitching them if you can actually fix their problem or not. That's an integrity response. Okay, wait, I want to address something before I go into scripts and formulas and obviously the TRM system of, of how we conduct a sales call. Um, you said going into whether or not, if, sorry, you said going into if you can fix their problem. Uh-huh. You think there are trainers who don't think they can fix a problem that still take on a client anyway? 100% because I get those clients all the time who come to me. And I think you've been around the block long enough. You've seen that too. You'll get someone who did a local show, for example, who did something that no one around them thought that they could do possible, right? So they're like, oh, well, I'll just give everybody the exact plan that I did and that will work. And it doesn't work. And it maybe works for 20% of the people out of 100, but then you get these people like women who will chronically undereat, and then you give them a workout the six days a week, two to three time training sessions. Yep. You're setting them up for disaster. So I do. I think that because the, the fitness industry, I know coaches and you know coaches making $1,000 a month for online coaching. You know, I do a podcast with one. Yeah. I know what the numbers are. There's high money, high demand in this space. And I think sometimes people, because the leads are not as fruitful, that they just tend to grab something and take onto it, not understanding how that's going to play out for them in six months to a year if they don't get that person results or make that person worse. So 
that is another perfect example of not selling with integrity, right? You could have had the per you could have listened to them, you could have understood their pain point, you could have developed incredible rapport. But when it came down to whether or not you actually know what you're talking about and whether you are qualified to deal with their problem, if you took them on despite that, or if you took them on anyway, you are absolutely not selling with integrity. A fair point. And that's the one thing that litters our space, does it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In addition to people who give out the cookie cutter plans that they use to get them a W on stage. Yeah. And I'll be honest, let's take the contest prep out and look at Jim Pop for a second. I'll get people who will be on their, I'm like their third or fourth coach, and they don't even know what a macro is. And I'm just like, how did this happen? How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just lets you know, like, and that's where would you, when you're trying to sell with integrity, the consultation is the piece that builds the integrity. Your job is to understand their problems. Like we just said a minute ago, and the problems need to be like, it might be a problem that they are expecting you to do everything for them so they could follow this plan and they will fail and you know, they will fail. So listening to them and saying, okay, I understand that this is what you're looking for. However, this is what I offer. And this is what my offer can give you. Like I tell people, sure, fixed meal plans are great. But what if I can help you take your fixed meal plan, time windows that you like to eat and show you a different way you can have flexibility. So when you stop at a gas station, you're not making the bad choice. You know what I mean? And yeah. people appreciate that kind of honesty. Yeah. And I think if you're a coach and you don't know the issue, find someone who can help you and mentor you. That's integrity. You know, you're building integrity by learning. And I think that that's something that's big in this space is the constant among the elite coaches, the desire to continually learn. I know I personally spend three hours a week in continuing education. On self-development for sure. Yep. Yep. And in addition to that, you also hop on the platinum calls and the elite calls. So it's another form of learning in a group setting. And, and often it's by others' mistakes as well, right? We talk about what worked, what didn't work, et cetera. Yeah. And I think integrity is a journey to some degree. You know, I think most people already cross off the dot, you know, the T's and dot the I's on when it comes to morals and principles. Yeah. But I think learning how to build a business with integrity is not so cut and dry because mm -hmm. you along the way, you got to mess up and you got to yeah. figure out what you're good at and what you're bad at. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Rapid fire question really quickly. Do you have, do you have a limit for the number of clients you take on? Uh, so I have 108 clients that I work with actively right now. Okay. And I think 120 is going to be my max. Okay. Would you ever say on a call, I only, I can only take on 10 more people. So, I mean, if it's not you, it's someone else. No, I would not. I just leave people with the answer that they want, which is you had your problems. I either told you if I could or couldn't fix them. Here is my cost to fix yeah. your problem. Here's what you're facing in terms of other things to do this. Just let me know what you decide. So do you think it is integrous or not to create a sense of urgency on a sales call? I know what the books say in the books. Say That's why, yeah, go ahead. Attack, the books say to attack the moment, to feast on the emotion that we're emotionally driven creatures. However, I did not make it 16 years plus in this game by, by attacking people's emotions. 
I attacked their ability to properly think about what they wanted. And I know my worth, and I believed if I just gave them the honest answers, that it would pay off. I've had people who've never signed up with me because they couldn't afford me refer me their friends because they left with a positive experience. And I am good enough, and this is something that I'm going to tell everyone listening, and Jamie will probably agree with me. When you're a small business owner, you have to have, I've talked about this before, you have to have some narcissistic trait to a degree to believe in yourself that every day you're going to go out there and do what you got to do to circle a W at the end of the day. And I just look at it like if Mrs. Jones doesn't work, maybe Mrs. Smith works. And I just continue to work down it. And I'll occasionally follow up with those people you know, a couple of weeks later. Hey, I know you're XYZ. Can you have a chance? Da, 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 da. And yep. get an answer. But I don't believe in pressure because I don't think those kind of clients will stick around. Okay. 100%. 100%. Right? Because they're buying based on scarcity yeah. so, or, or urgency. The other... The reason that that's important to those of you listening is because anything that comes out of your mouth that isn't true at some point will make you feel icky at a later point. Now, this applies to when you say things like, I only have room for five more people. I'm similar to Jeff. Because I, I have a tiered business and I have scaled myself appropriately, I can take on as many people as I want or as many people as I need. So I will never use, you got to sign up now because the offer closes at midnight. I will never say I can only take on five more people because that's not true. And I'm going to feel weird when I go to bed that night. The other thing I will never do is discount my price. That is Ah. selling with integrity. If somebody says, oh, I actually, right? I say it's $199. They say, oh, my budget is actually $149. There's probably a trainer out there. There's a trainer out there selling for 149. If I go to bed having made a 149, that is not selling with integrity. I agree. So I just had a phone call actually with a client before I jumped on you, wanting the referral guy, but the guy was already hitting with money. And I said, look, I don't want the referral. Yeah. If if that's the issue, because here's the reason why someone like that who's two, I think he's six foot four, 410 pounds. Like it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. And I know yep. it's going to be a lot of work. Yep. Why would I discount myself on that work? Yep. So I, I don't know. I I'm with you. I digress that integrity for people to try to get sales. I can appreciate the hustle. And I think if you're an in-person coach, it can make sense to say, Hey, I've only got three more in-person slots. That's right. an actual value time for what you can actually offer yep. out of your day. Yep. But in the yep. online coaching realm, you're full of shit unless you're just lazy and not able to balance your time well. And then again, I'll go a little bit further. If you can't balance your time well, you're probably never going to get above 50 clients anyway. So, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> I, me yeah. and you agree. We've been around the block a long, long time. We're like the old, old wise yeah. man and lady. We've seen a lot of stuff. A lot <laughs> yes, of- we have. Um, so there's a fine line because we listen to our friend, Nick Ross speak at the PEC at first form in Missouri about mm-hmm. bending the probability for a W mm-hmm. right. And it was all about using neurolinguistic programming to understand how somebody thinks in order to influence them. But obviously it's positive. This is about influencing them to spend money. It's about influencing them to change their life and get healthy. Right. So mm-hmm. Where do we draw the line between NLP, the dark side, and uh, using psychology, NLP, the light? 
Okay, so first, like it's important, I think, to frame out neurolinguistic programming is just it's very, very simple, broken down concept is you watch, you relive your memories as a movie. So when I'm having a conversation with a client and they're telling me I want to look good and feel good, it would make sense for me to help them start seeing the movie of what it feels like to look good and feel good. Yeah, you know, Debbie, imagine how that's going to feel on your 40th birthday when you're wearing that swimsuit you want to after we restore your hormones, we get you enjoying, you know, the great things in life again from an active, healthy sex life to actually being able to go for a run to everything in between. You get them to feel that, right? So neuro-linguistic programming is the idea that you're watching at all times through the lens of a movie. And then there's multiple lens, my perspective, Jamie's perspective, and ultimately the merger of the two, the third, right? So the idea to keep it from being dark towards you is to make sure you frame it with the idea of them or the idea from the third person, our egos and what satisfies them. It's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just how we're wired for survival. So the idea of helping them write a movie towards good, it's just a matter of perception. You know, they said that Hitler was a leader and you know what? He used the subtle art of manipulation to be able to lead influences leadership and you can either influence good and bad. And I think at the end of the day, it ultimately comes down to where you are in, in your heart and yes. where you want to go with your mind. And the mind is a beautiful thing to visualize out of and help others do as well. So I think that's really important to differentiate. What is the intention when you hold on, on a, uh, a sales call or a compatibility call, whatever you want to call it, you know, obviously one of the, uh, the TRM pillars is we're developing rapport, we're listening, we're learning, and we're understanding in order to then get to the stage where we essentially hold a mirror back up to the prospect and say, so this is what I'm hearing. And guys, there's a way to make someone, like Jeff said, turn it into a really positive movie that's bright, that's slowed down, the volume is up, it is positive AF, and there's a way to hold that mirror up that's nothing but doom and gloom, and don't you hate feeling this way, though? Right? Which one do you think is selling with integrity and, and not? Uh, I think it goes back to understanding the client doing enough acquisitional understanding. And what I mean by that is acquiring the knowledge of what bothers them. So everyone looks at things through a different lens. Some people look at things through a sad panda lens and some people look at things through a happy panda lens. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes if you frame it doom and gloom, the sad panda people tend to respond. And if you respond hey, to people awesome happy- to note, yeah. You gotta, yeah. Know, you gotta know who you're talking to on the phone. I spend the first couple minutes just kind of BSing with people. Just to see, like, kind of, because you can get it for a lot in fierce 60 totally. seconds of a phone call by their tone and everything like that. And then you know how to pitch them. I, I think integrity comes down to, can you be a chameleon, is what we're kind of talking about, yeah. and still be able to serve them in a way based upon your skill set as a coach? Because really, coaching is just understanding different personalities and making a mix. I know on my check-in day, you probably would hear me go through tons of different hats all day long. I've got to work back and forth between. I love that. So let's talk about the close because that is typically the part where people are at their most salesy because that's literally where the actual, we had the interaction, you know, the first six out of seven steps, uh, the TRM process, but then the seventh step is you got, you got to take their money, right? They've agreed or they haven't agreed yet. How do we, what does your close sound like? Um, 
So my cost to do this is X dollars. I don't do a contract. I just ask for a 30 day paid for a not uh, notice of cancellation. Mm -hmm. That just lets me know my roster so I don't take on too many people at once. Um, when we hang up, just text me your email address and I'll be more than happy to send over all my forms and my link to pay in it, et cetera. And that's literally what I do because I, by then, have heard their problems. I have told them how I can solve their problems and left them, that conversation with quiet confidence that they know I am the only one who can fix their problems. Right. And I think that when it comes to closing, if it sounds salesy, you're not sure on yourself. And if you're sure on yourself, you're just gonna tell them what the hell it is and they're just gonna kind of, okay, or they're not gonna be okay. Because I, I don't know. I think that when you're talking about maybe big time sales, Jamie, like a car, a boat, Maybe there's a need to squeeze on them the last minute to kind mm -hmm. of get them to do it. But yeah. we, again, what we talked about earlier, if you're trying to service a person about their health and fitness, you're having to deal with their habits. You're having to deal with who they are as a person, their personality, idiosyncrasies. A lot really goes into this. And you want the people who want to do this for themselves. So I don't, I've never strong arm close someone. Okay. I've never, I've never tried to overcome spousal or any of that. I'm just like, okay. You just let it happen. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so let's say someone objects though. So if someone said, okay, so give me the scenario. If someone says I have to talk to my partner, you let it go. Sounds good to me. I'll just hit you up in a few days to see what you decide. Okay. And someone I do. Says, go ahead. Sorry. And I do. And usually nine out of 10 times they sign up anyway. Of course. Okay. Someone says I can't afford it. What's the next thing that comes out okay. of your mouth? Well, I'm sure there are other coaches out there who could probably help you. I would encourage you to look this way. Here are some resources that might help and understand you. If things change where you can financially afford me, I would totally love to work with you because I think we would be a great team together. Oh, I like, I do like that one. Uh, okay. Last one. Someone says, I don't think now is a good time with holidays coming up. Totally understand, but you're already 50 pounds overweight. And when I see you in January, you're going to be 65. And that's an even bigger deficit by the increase to dig out of. So if you like to suffer a little bit more, then go ahead and do it. Otherwise, you know, you can try to hold during the holidays and gain a little bit of uh, habits and self-esteem for yourself going into the new year. So what I'm getting, Jeff, I'm getting the impression you deal with more sad pandas than you do happy pandas. Cause that was such a sad panda mirror. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think for most people who are like happy panda people, they yeah. want to do it. You're either yeah. it, it's does the dollar amount that they go into the conversation with line up to them. Yeah, that's what You're the right. honest to God You're answer right. with the happy people. Hundred percent. Sad panda people, you got to explain it to them in just a crappy way that they kind of go leave the conversation going like, well, that guy just he might be an asshole, but he but he did say it like it was. Yeah, he tells it to me straight. And some people like that. And I, I, I think here's the biggest thing. If you're, if you're a person with integrity, you're not going to be for everybody because everybody's got their own version of integrity. Yeah. And I, that's just the cold truth of life. Okay. So I was actually going to ask for your last thoughts about selling with integrity. I don't know if, I mean, that was a pretty good way to end it, but if you have something else, hit me with it. I'll be honest. I just say that <laughs> it represents who you are. So what do you want it to represent? Oh, there it is. There yeah. it is. Um, where I will end it is the last thing or the last couple of things you leave them with is the first impression they'll have of you as their coach. 
So if you're a coach who put, you know, who put your foot on their neck uh, to close them, if you were a coach who tried to close them with urgency or scarcity, that is how they're going to go into the beginning of your relationship. And then guaranteed they're going to feel icky, even if you don't. Oh yeah, man. I'll be real with you. The people that I usually give time to, to make those decisions, because I leave the call confident yeah. and I closed it, usually come back and do PIF deals. And they're usually like six months or one year. So sometimes giving people just a moment to think isn't a bad thing. Yeah. If they really need a moment to think, they were going to burn out in 30 or 60 days anyway. Either way, and yeah. we're just going to be dealing with another cycle. Um, do you mind if I pimp out the PEC5? Please do, there? yes. Have at it. So if you guys are listening, January 28th, 29th, we're doing the Physique Education Collective number five in Dallas, Texas. We are actually with another TRM leader, Greg McCoy. We're going to be using his facility, Hidden Gym. But what it is, it is high-level business topics on Friday and high-level coaching application stuff on Saturday. Like um, metabolic resistance is one. Neurotransmitters is narrow. Hashimoto case studies on Saturday. Jamie's doing systemization. I'm talking about leadership and understanding power. We also have J.R. Simon, who works with us to train a revenue multiplier, going over uh, Strength Finder, which I know Matt has used extensively in the growth of TRM leadership. The tickets are for sale on the excellencecartel.com. Um, we'd love to meet you. I know Jamie and myself down there. There's two options. There's VIP. And then there's this one, but be sure to come in. We're expecting it to sell out. IFBB Pro John Jewett's on it, presenting about hypertrophy. So it's going to be an absolutely great event. Plus, you get to meet Jamie and myself and be able to pick our brains and chat with us. So if you guys want to, Dallas, 28th, 29th of January, 2022, theexcellencecartel.com. I was just going to say either theexcellencecartel.com or on Instagram at theexcellencecartel, right? Correct. It's on there as well. Perfect. Well, Jeff, thank you so, so much, as always, for being such an incredibly valuable guest. We always appreciate you. I love shooting the crap with you. Um, it's fun to bounce ideas and insight off of. You really are. Yeah, no, we just need to do one live where we don't pick a topic and just see where it goes for Street Guard. Yeah, I think Matt would probably love it. <laughs> I have control over the Stream Yard, so let's do it. All right, guys, we are on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode or you can watch us live on the Trainer Revenue Multiplier page. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in and have an amazing day.